Welcome to Wearable Progression, from Quantified Self to Qualified Self, a podcast about all things wearables and running, hosted by Kinematics. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Wearable Progression. We're live from the Olympic Trials for Track and Field here in Eugene, Oregon, Tracktown, USA, 2016. It's quite an experience. And we're here with Lisa Colvin, Dr. Lisa Colvin, who is a PhD. She's a coach, an athlete, a scientist, who's run Ironman lots of times. I mean, the list of accomplishments goes on and on and on. So, so welcome, Lisa. Thank you very much. And it is, I mean, really an honor to be here, not just at the Olympic Trials and, of course, at this iconic uh, venue, but also with you here with Tune, because I've been a runner and uh, triathlete for 40 years, and certainly this is one of my dreams, is to be actually able to come to this venue and to be a part of something larger than myself, mm-hmm. and also with Tune, because as a runner, I've run on and off, well, not well, injured, stop running, <laughs> run in the pool, not run, and it's very aggravating, Yeah. and so finally... Something which is kinematic tune has solved the problem. I've been able to work with athletes all over the world in my laboratory mm-hmm. and also work with myself in my biomechanics laboratory, mm-hmm. my exercise physiology laboratory, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to make those adjustments that we do in biomechanics and injury prevention with force plates and, and sensors similar to what is in tune mm-hmm. that we put mm-hmm. in your shoe mm-hmm. to actually put it over to the real run, mm-hmm. a, a real-time run, right. a real-time event. And tune has definitely changed the way I train, the way I train runners, and has given me the opportunity to dig deep into people's data and to really see what their foot is doing when it hits the ground Mm -hmm. and not have that downtime anymore. Right, right. And so, so obviously we love hearing how excited excited you are about Tune. Very excited. Um, But I definitely want our readers, or I always say readers, (laughs) after all these episodes, I, I still think of it as readers, listeners, I want them to know more about you if they don't already know you because you have done so much. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into running, and then, you know, training for Ironman and everything that you've done. Well, I actually started out an age group swimmer, so one of the things my parents did when I was five or six is gave me swimming lessons, and I started on a swim team, and so swam for about 10, 12 years as a competitive swimmer, and then my dad started to run to lose weight, and so I wanted to run with my dad. So I would get up in the morning with him and run with him, and then I became a a very good uh, distance runner. Hmm. And it was just by chance that it happened. And my parents told me, if you got an athletic or academic scholarship, we will give you a car. Nice. That's a good incentive. Yeah, that's a really good incentive. So, and and it was a really, really nice thing for my parents to do, and I didn't want to... I wanted to help them not have to fund my education. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get a, a track and field and cross-country scholarship 
uh, academic and athletic to Northeast Louisiana University, which is now the University of Louisiana at Monroe, and ran there for four years, cross country, indoor and outdoor track and field, did really well in conference in the region and, and at a national level was able to uh, still hold, after all these years, still have one school record still remaining, which I'm very happy to report even after, gosh, uh, almost 30 years now. And so it's nice to see my name still up on the board. Mm-hmm. And I also would go over to the swim team and, and swim if the swim coach needed someone to swim for okay. that team. Okay. But inevitably what happened is I would get hurt, you know, so mm-hmm. I'd go to the pool and run. I start a walking program, ride a bike, try to start running, get hurt again. Go to the pool. So it was like this endless cycle of trying to figure out why I was injured. So that's why I was interested in the physical education. Okay. Exactly. Okay. The science of, of human movement, of, of biomechanics, of ergonomics, of exercise physiology, and physical education. Okay. So that's what my undergraduate and master's degree work was in. And I went and coached and taught at Neville High School in Monroe, Louisiana. And I was able to take all of those lessons that I'd learned and apply them to the, the youth that I was coaching. And I was even mm-hmm. coaching down with the, the middle school as they came to the high school to make sure that they could be able to transition well over. But still, I mean, even with that knowledge that I had, it was information to keep my athletes well and not incur injury, or if they incurred an injury, how to manage the injury. And it's really been over 30 years of of gut instinct, of taping people, of watching what they do, mm-hmm. and taking and then using a, a, a laboratory, a biomechanical treadmill and cameras to film people. And that gives you great, gave me great information at that time, but it still didn't take it to the road. So I was still having these problems, you know, with the runners that I would have, and you make these micro adjustments, mm-hmm. and eventually you get it right. Mm-hmm. But it, it takes a little bit of time to do that. Mm-hmm. After that time, I decided, you know, I really want to dive deep into why these things are happening. And I got a Ph.D. in exercise physiology, and a part of it was in ergonomics and biomechanics. So that was part of our training in the exercise physiology program. And so I was able to take that and run laboratories and teach students and still coach and run. Mm -hmm. Um, through that time, I have and still coach for USA Track and Field, uh, USA Triathlon, USA Cycling, and uh, USA Swimming. I competed on the and compete with Team USA for USA Triathlon for the World Championship teams. Mm-hmm. So that's really an honor to be able to represent your country. Sure. But while you're training, trying to stay well. And it's mm-hmm. not in the pool, and it's not on the bike. You know, because we have pretty good metrics for um, swimming and really good data to help us train for uh, cycling, like with power meters and things like that. But still, we did not, until now, have any really good real-time data and information that we could put to use for myself as an athlete and for my athletes that I um, coach, uh, helping them with the running, uh, with their with their running yeah. and with their biomechanics, mm-hmm. and you're giving God given ability and 
everyone has, it's like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own way and own style of running. And it's a matter of taking what you're given and making it safe and making people run not just good, but run well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, well in the sense of running well as and efficiently as you can, right, but right. running injury as injury free as you possibly can. Right, because right. downtime really is and you have to recover. And ad, then, absolutely, yeah. it's, it's physiologically and psychologically sure very good point. It's very tough. Yeah. And for me, those are some of the the times that me personally is it's really kind of a sad time. Yeah. Because I'm away from what you love. You know what I love, and the people yeah. that I, I I train with is my really my social network, and trying to figure out either with my I don't even coach myself. So with my coach, or me working with other individuals with their running and trying to figure it out. And so it's just, again, bringing them to my lab, trying to figure out what it all is. But then again, it's on a treadmill. The mechanics are different on the treadmill than it actually is on, on the run, right. on, you know, uh, out in the real world. Right. And so having this real-time data has really been a, a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. And for and it is. It, it's changing the face of running as we know it today for both the athlete and the coach and for that i'm glad that i am part of something very very special (laughs) yeah and we are very honored to have you so i wanted to ask you so how did it overlap when you started to really get interested in the science of it biomechanics and then training for your own Ironman and things like that so you were learning as you were going going along absolutely and you mentioned that you don't coach yourself so you and your coach so how did that all sort of play together with each Ironman that you did and the training for that right and for the Ironman piece I usually officiate for the Ironman side of it and I the athletes that I coach mostly do Ironman distances. I personally haven't done an Ironman distance yet. Okay. I'm mostly an Olympic distance athlete. Okay. Okay. Um, simply because it is, it's, it's the embodiment of being very good or excellent in swimming, biking, and running. So you have okay. to be equivalently good in all of those. I've done half irons, and even a little further than that, of course, Ironman is, is eventually what I will do. I just haven't had the time to train for, for sure. one of those because I've been, okay. I've been coaching other people. Got it. But I've been able to, to train for the Olympic distance, both draft and non-draft legal, because my strength lies in all three sports. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I became... You know, in tunely responsible, I think, to the athletes that I coach that do Ironman and half iron because the time commitment that you put into that mm-hmm. is enormous. Right. And when you decide to do an ultra running event, or even if you're your first 5K or even your first sprint triathlon, there has to be a plan. And there has to be, and that's your goal. So you find your goal and you work backwards from that goal. Okay. And the, and the planning and the training that you do. And any kink in that training that you have to make an adjustment for just makes it a little more difficult to reach that goal that you have. And so you might have to set a goal a little bit further away mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, I've been fortunate enough that in my coaching, it's, it's an art and a science. So not only can I look at you as an, the overall athlete, I'm also thinking bi- 
biochemically, like all the way down to your mitochondria and into your muscle fiber. And so when I get as much data as possible for the athletes, I know I coach athletes all around the world. I do face-to-face -face coaching and I do online coaching uh -huh. also. Mm -hmm. So any data that I can get from the athletes that I coach and even any data that I can send to my coach makes the training much more pointed and very individualized and assuring that the training stress that we're putting on the person, mm -hmm. the training load that the person has, and the cumulative or the chronic training load over time is appropriate to get you to that race that you're interested okay. in. And so what kind of data do you get from the clients that you're coaching online? Because they uh, can't come to your lab, right? Absolutely. Um, so I use a platform called Training Peaks, and it is a platform that you can use any smart device that you have either a wearable or say like for cycling they have power meters uh -huh. for swimming still not as good um, there are some watches that have algorithms in mm -hmm. them they give me information about stroke rate some projections on torque and, and power in the pool so uh, swimming it definitely is another uh, market that eventually will benefit from something really akin to tune okay. um, in real time because that hasn't come along. And for running, now we'll be able to get more than just heart rate data. So any kind of data that I can get, power data, data from your smart device about what route you ran, what the temperature was, what your gait was, what your revolutions per minute were on the bicycle, what what your stroke rate is in the pool, you know, mm -hmm. what your hundred, uh, you know, what intervals I'm going to set you at in the pool and what your recovery should be. Yeah. That's such a huge part. I think that's a real part that a lot of coaches and athletes sometimes forget about mm -hmm. because recovery is such a big part. And certainly with Tune and uh, will give me that information about what kind of training that individual has, what kind of stresses okay. along uh, up, up the kinetic chain from your feet up through your ankles and right. knees and, and hips upwards, what kind of stressors you're putting on the body. That way I can make those minor adjustments because that's mm -hmm. really where it gets down to the great coaches mm -hmm. are the ones that are able to, to keep you well, mm -hmm. to adjust if an injury has happened, but if an injury has happened, to be able to adapt, okay. to keep the athlete moving, and to transition them back into that sport again, to move forward to that to that end goal. Right. Because again, I, uh, when I coach people, now I always make sure families first. Okay. I always want the family to be involved. So what does and that mean? They also run, or they're just supportive, or both? They're they're supportive. Okay. They're their support mechanism. And they also may be training with them, with okay. the family. So family first, That's and then the training uh, comes after that. That's a unique perspective. What led you to that? Really just years and years of people that I've trained with where they do not have a support mechanism around them, mm -hmm. or athletes that I've coached that don't have a support mechanism around them, or they have significant others that don't want them to participate. 
it makes it very difficult. Sure. Because they're not like, able to focus on the running, right? They're always worried about exactly. what their family's right. thinking or doing right. or right. what and, you do with them. Right. And, and what I try to, and when I, and I do talk to spouses or significant others a lot, and I try to put it in the perspective of it's, it's physical activity that's good for your health and well-being for longevity of life. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a way of life, and it's not just a race. It's no, a, it, right. it's, it's a lifestyle. Right. And it's, you know, I think a perspective that when you put it in that way and that understanding, it, it clicks with people. And I've taken and seen families and, and uh, spouses and significant others uh, and partners that are totally against the person being coached hmm. or participating to all of a sudden being just right there and a part of the and, of the whole process. Yeah. And nice. because they see it as being uh, a is part of a lifelong journey yeah. and the longevity and physical activity. And of course, I mean physical activity is great for your mental well being, mm-hmm. your physical well being. It's good for your interaction with others, mm-hmm. and it just helps you have a, a really good mental outlook. So I've been watching you walk around here. And, <gasps> oh my gosh! And you, you know, you you talk about family and friends and the people you train. Yeah. And just having it's a lifestyle, and you know a ton of people here. Absolutely. Which means you, uh, and you, rightly so. You've been around for a long, long time. Yeah. But, yeah. But this is your first time here. Yes. Like at this event in this location. Yes. So. Oh my god. What gosh. does it mean to you? It what is. is this? I, this is this is running Mecca. I mean, <laughs> yes, I've been, I, it's been I've been told this is hallowed ground. It for, is very for hallowed ground, and for me, I've always I've been close to here before, mm-hmm. and I've been here, and I've had many athletes run here, and I've trained many athletes that have run here, but I've actually never gotten to come and be a real plugged in and a part of the whole event, particularly with Olympic trials. I've gone to lots of Olympic trials. I mean, lots and lots and lots. More than I can count. (laughs) Um, But I've never actually had the opportunity to come here to Hayward Field and to the University of Oregon. And, I mean, this morning I, I got up. And I ran down to the track, and I was like a little kid. And I was holding onto the fence and looking in and literally crying of just tears of joy because this has been a dream of mine to be here. And I can't really believe I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually here. And how fortunate am I? Mm-hmm. I mean, how fortunate am I to be here? And and for all the listeners, all you out there, you know, I want to take you through the journey with me. And you can live your journey through me also. Um, because I've lived my journey through a lot of people's eyes or lenses or, or their podcasts. So please live yours through through mine. <laughs> and it's so great. I mean, just... I, 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 it's great because my I always remember my, my dad's come here for many years and my mom and they always said hey if you if you ever get an opportunity to actually go to an event there you know mm-hmm. go yeah. and my parents have been uh, such a huge influence in my life and now I'm here and um, able to um, be here is so gratifying and they know that you're here yeah they know and I'm here I'm on it 
Bob and Martha Cooper. They now live in Bella Vista, Arkansas, and my sister Vicki and her husband and their three children live there at close to the University of Arkansas, which is another running, you know, hallowed ground for the United States. Mm. So I've experienced lots and lots of track and field at the University of Arkansas, but being actually here in Oregon at this facility mm-hmm. is a true honor and a blessing. So I have to say, watching your enthusiasm and passion, like I don't think there's a word to describe how excited you are oh, and how yeah. um, just... Like, it's infectious how excited you are, but I also think it's a, such a great testament to the role that running can play in someone's life. Yeah, and absolutely. And how much it can build a sense of community and a sense of belonging. That's right. And, you know, the more we talk to more and more runners, we get that. And so for people that are thinking about running, right? not only for the, the health benefits of it, but for the community benefits absolutely. of it, it's... it's like, you know, because everybody's looking for somewhere to belong, right? And people Absolutely. to connect with. That's correct. So from the social aspect, that's a perfect way or a perfect reason to, to get involved as it well. It is. It's a perfect reason. And, I mean, you don't have to go, oh, my gosh, I have to run a marathon or, oh, I have to right. do an Ironman. No, no, yeah. I know. I mean, it's, it's starting as something as simple as... Run around your neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. The hardest thing to do is to put on a pair of walking or running shoes and step out of that door. Yeah. Once you do that and you say, my goal today is to walk 10 minutes, walk 20 minutes, walk 20 minutes every day. Yeah. And then eventually maybe jog two minutes, walk five minutes, jog two minutes, walk five minutes. And then eventually, oh yeah. my gosh, I mean, you're jogging or running for the whole 20 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's a wonderful transformation that I get to be a part of in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had, for example, a client, a very good friend of mine. Um, his ne- name is Dr. Uh, Jeffrey Cass. He's the provost at Texas A&M Victoria. And when I was working at the University of Louisiana Monroe, one day he came to my office and he said, Lisa, I would like for you to help me live. I don't want to die. Oh my gosh. And for that's me, a, that's that, heavy. that was so, it hit me so hard. And I was like, Jeff, you know what? You're going to start to live now. I'm going, you're going to live now. And I'm going to teach you how to live well. And so we literally started by walking from bench to bench to meetings together. Wow. So his ability to walk or ambulate was very, very low. And now I can tell you, five years now out, he's probably done 50 running races. Get out! Yeah, can you believe that? And he's doing triathlon. From doing nothing. He's lost over 100 pounds. Oh my God, that's amazing. He has to take no medication now. He doesn't, he's not diabetic anymore. He's not hypertensive anymore. He doesn't have heart disease. He doesn't have hypercholesterolemia. He doesn't have joint pain. His back doesn't hurt anymore. What an amazing transformation. He does triathlons now. And we can't cuss on this podcast, but holy beep. I know, absolutely. (laughs) And he is really, I mean, a person that I really looked up to because, I mean, he came, 
he came to my, I mean, literally, he came to my office, and it wasn't very far away, and sat down and looked me in the eye and said, please help me, I don't want to die. That's amazing. And and I'm like, we're going to get after living now. Well, and and just like you were saying, the first step is to put on your running shoes and step out the door. Yes. He took this first step of walking into your office and, and asking for help. Yes. Yeah. And losing, I mean... A hundred pounds for him. I mean, he's half. It's hard I mean, literally half the person that he yeah, was. Yeah, it's hard to lose five pounds. A hundred pounds is so amazing. difficult to. I mean, it is. It's, it's very difficult. But I think if you have a good social network around you, mm-hmm. individuals that that you can plug into, and that you can have a guide like he had me as a coach, mm-hmm. as a guide for him, and even to this day, you know, yeah. I, I still guide him. But he also helps me. Yeah. You know, and um, it's, it's wonderful. So thank you, Jeff Cass. I mean, yes, I and mean, congratulations, Jeff, uh, as well. Absolutely. And um, I just was talking with him and, and, and via texting and email on the other day and um, wishing us good luck. And he's definitely going to be, you know, one of our athletes here with a kinematic tune. Because oh, good, that you'll be is, tra- testing yes, with? Okay. Yes, testing with and with training with because he really is in it for, he, he likes the competition and he likes it, but it's for his health But it, Yeah, his health is priority number one. Priority yeah. number one is his health. Yeah. And so that's just such a powerful thing mm-hmm. and for for me to to be part of that and part of someone's life when they're at that point. At that well, you place. saved his life, essentially. Yeah, and, and God, I mean, I, I just feel... Not many people can say that. Yeah, I just... I that feel, aren't in the medical field, I right, should say. Right, yeah. exactly. And it's just um, such, it's such a great thing. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm still part of that. Yeah, well, we... And part of his life. We are, like I said, we are honored to be working with you. Uh, and so our listeners know we are going to be working with Lisa on doing some research projects. Absolutely. We're going to do some research projects, for sure. Using Tune to t- uh, work with your athletes and test, you know, their performance and see what kind of results you get. And yes. so we're really anxious to, to see the fruits of that, that Absolutely. effort. Absolutely. And unfortunately, we're out of time for the for the podcast, but I think you'll be back. Uh, I, we have a lot to talk about, so I think you'll Absolutely. be back. Absolutely. Oh, so. well, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my God, thank you. And, You're welcome. And uh, we will be working together, and our listeners will hear, hear the results of, of your research. Yes. And so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, apologies for the background noise, but that's what happens when you're live from a, an event like this. Uh, good luck to all the athletes out there. And for for those listeners who have not yet subscribed to Wearable Progression, please be sure that you do so. Just click subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Share the, the podcast with other runners and family and friends. And definitely, if, if you have a moment, please leave us a, a review on iTunes. That will help other people discover our podcast. And with that, thanks, everybody. Stay tuned. Okay, have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Wearable Progression Podcast. To learn more about kinematics and how better information can make you a better runner, visit www.kinematics.pt.